0: Welcome to the Fantasy Football BS on the BS Podcast Network with your hosts, Bryduck and the Snowman. This podcast is for all fantasy football players from the newbies and the beginners to the most experienced players. This podcast is sponsored by Air Care Heating and Cooling your number one heating and cooling professional provider serving San Jose, California and surrounding areas. In this episode, we'll be breaking down the RB position and providing you with our 2020 running back rankings. So sit back and listen up to this great content that will help you dominate your league so you're the one holding the fantasy football trophy at the end of the season. It's Bride Duck and Snowman. They come from San Joman. They drop a little knowledge about the fantasy program. It's fantasy football. Division rivals player. Snowman's a Bronco while Bride Duck's a Raider. But that just makes for better bullshitting. (laughs) Two of the smartest football minds, so listen. A Raider in Fort Worth, a Bronco in the Bay. A mission to the top of the standings to stay. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to to Fantasy Football BS. I'm the Snowman with my co-host, my Texas native and Las Vegas Raider rival, Bryduck. Uh, just cracked open my beer for the episode, everyone. I'm drinking a Union Jack IPA out of Firestone Walker Brewing down in Paso Robles, California. It's a lighter one. I, I'm sorry, everyone. I know everyone's used to me drinking these eight percenters, but with all the content shit, I had to go to a 5%er, Bry, so I 5%er? I, I know. Oh, I man. I know. I feel disgusted with myself with just ashamed. talking about it.
1: <laughs> I didn't know we were hydrating today with water.
0: Oh shit, man, shit. I guess, <laughs> I guess uh, I should step up my game here a little bit. But what's well, up,
1: man? Well, shit, man. Uh, I know we were talking before we got going, but power went out today. Got construction crews next door. Uh, I thought they were the uh, the culprits, but it turns out some uh, some teenager in town crashed into a a, a telephone pole and knocked out some power supplies next to it. And they ended up having a jaws of life. i out of it. Uh, Damn. Apparently he walked away from it though. So uh, that's good news. At least we're not having a, a horrible story here, but internet's back up powers back on. We're ready to roll. I'm ready for this episode. I'm excited. Uh, I know we've been talking for, for a few days, getting into uh, the content for this episode and, you know, running backs are, are one of my favorite, favorite things to talk. And what better than have an entire episode uh, revolving around it?
0: Oh, I know. I know. And a couple of the feedback uh, from our launch day, and it's been great feedback, and we thank everyone. Well, we got a couple of everyone just being like, Bridek with three running backs in a row? What <laughs>
1: the fuck? <laughs> hey, man. It, when they, when they uh, host the, our hoist that, uh, that trophy up at the end of their leagues, they'll be, they'll be like, man, he was actually right. <laughs> so I'm looking forward and, to it. And-
0: I know you took a breeze through your rankings it, it took me a little bit longer to to do my rankings over here but I know you breeze through it because you know your running backs like no other
1: yeah for for me it's uh it's one of those things where that's kind of my bread and butter is is the running back game so that's that's what I rely heavily on is is knowing the running backs kind of knowing you know the uh, the situations that they're in and, and and all that good stuff so I'm excited for it man I'm excited to get going
0: absolutely and before we get going uh let's let's do a couple shout outs a couple people been hitting us up giving us a really good feedback and we just wanted to take some time to shout these people out a little bit
1: absolutely man uh i'll I'll jump into a couple of these our our, uh, our boy over at fantasy football plug podcast if you guys haven't checked him out already i mean guys dropping great content all the time uh so huge shout out to him all his support uh, the, slump, the Slump Buster podcast, all the support that they've been providing us. You know, we've, we've collaborated with them, been on one of their episodes. Um, so huge shout out to those guys. Black Hole Media, of course, Raider Nation. You know, we got, we got members out there uh, helping us out from, from Black Hole Media. NFL Player Comparisons. Also, uh, Brian Bolster at Bolstered Up Sports Podcast. Uh, the guys over at Blue Jays Today Podcast draft with red zone and sports uh, debates usa um all huge support and and you know everything that came from from launch day one these guys have uh you know been giving us feedback giving us love giving us shout outs you know pushing our stuff out on their pages so you know huge shout out to you guys and, and all the work you guys are doing out there
0: yeah yeah especially those uh the the plug and the blue jays uh guys over there i mean they were hitting us up they want to get us on so hopefully we can collab soon they're a big big baseball one as well so yeah uh i i mean my giants i can't really say shit about so i know it's
1: funny when you when you talk (laughs) when you talk baseball right now it's like a's and giants we can't really talk (laughs) which goes the same for our football teams which is pretty sad
0: (laughs) we're loyal though we're loyal yeah whether we win we lose we still booze we don't give a
1: shit Man, when when I met my wife, I told her, you know, when I met Kayla, uh, I was like, you'll never find anybody more loyal than a Raider fan, believe me. (laughs) Except for maybe a Cleveland Browns fan, you know. Oh, man. Those guys. I I don't think there's anybody more loyal than a a Cleveland Browns fan. When you meet a Browns fan, your eyes kind of pop open because you're like, oh, you said that out loud. You're a Browns fan.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I was out there for a little while, and they are die- hard nothing nothing you can do about that oh yeah you were in in ohio Ohio
1: for a little while that's right yeah yeah Yeah. so
0: it's a it was a trip out there
1: but what what do we got going yeah today we got top 24 running backs and buyer bewares um going to be covering also some honorable mentions and uh you know we'll save our sleepers for another episode but uh today that's what we're going to be covering we'll also do a, a quick recap of 2019 for you guys um so that way we can kind of you know uh, pave the way for for our thoughts for 2020 and yeah. um obviously social media i want you guys to uh go over to your instagram twitter and youtube and, and follow us um instagram and youtube you can find us at fantasy football bs and on twitter you can find us at fantasy FBBS. Um, make sure you guys are listening to us on all major podcast platforms. iTunes, Spotify, Google, TuneIn, Acast, Podbean. Um, you can find us on any podcast platform at Fantasy Football BS. Um, so if you guys could, please go over to those. Um, listen to our, our, our latest episodes. Like, subscribe, share. We would love if you guys could uh, keep helping support us and, and sharing our content with people. And uh, just a shout out to our sound engineer. got to turn up the phones
0: yeah we'll it, me, I'm a
1: all right everyone we're gonna jump right
0: into the 2019 rankings again uh, these 2019 rankings and our 2020 rankings they are based on a full point ppr rankings so again that is points per reception for those newbies and donovan mcnoobs that doesn't know what we're talking about over here that is points per reception, and that's what these 2019 rankings and our 2020 rankings are going to be based on. Is a PPR league. So, Bryson, how about you hit him up with the the first five from 2019?
1: Yeah, top five. Uh, starting off with my boy, my my leading running back from my my team last year, Christian McCaffrey, finishing with a whopping. points absolutely incredible when you look at number two being Aaron Jones at 298.5 points number three you've got Dalvin Cook at 292.4 points Austin Eckler you have him at 291.1 points and Zeke Elliott rounding off our top five at 284.3 points How about you give us our uh, 6 through
0: 10? All right, 6 through 10. We got Leonard Fournette with 259.4 points. We have Derek Henry at number 7, 255.4. Nick Chubb at number 8 with 250. Mark Ingram, I know another running back for Bryson last year, at 242.5. And rounding off the 10 is Chris Carson with 232.8.
1: Nice, nice. Yeah, and then to uh, finish off our top 15 uh finishers from last season, uh, at number 11 you have Alvin Kamara at 228.8 points, uh, Saquon Barkley at 223.4 points, Miles Sanders at 210.6 points, Todd Gurley at 208.5 points, and finishing off our top 15, Le'Veon Bell at 202.3 points.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and we we'll, we'll get into some of those names again i'm sure during these during both of our positional rankings
1: here but, yeah we kind of uh, breeze through those so for for those of you guys that are like trying to jot this down as fast as we're writing and you're burning holes through your paper be rest assured we we'll, we'll, we'll be posting these uh with our 2020 positional rankings so you'll see their their rankings from where they were last year Versus, you know, kind of where we're pro- uh, projecting them to go this year. Um, exactly. So, you know, don't don't worry too too much about jotting all that information down. That's just last year's recap.
0: Yeah, yeah, and uh, going going right into it. So we're gonna we're gonna go with our top twelve RBs. We're again going to the style of Brightuck over here he has his own list. I have my own list. So we're going to kind of be comparing who's got who, both, again, similarities. Uh, It's just kind of based upon which person we personally like more, based upon the offense, the people they play against, whatever it is. But we're going to alternate between them. So, Bryduck, how about you start us off here? Who is your 2020 first running back?
1: So my first running back, I get the number one pick in the draft. I am taking Christian McCaffrey. I think it's pretty simple, pretty easy uh, to, to throw that name out there as being my number one running back. Finished last season with 1,387 uh, total yards. Uh, he was finishing off each game with a total yards per game of 149.5 points. Um So to put that into perspective, if he doesn't score a touchdown or even catch a pass, he's putting up 15 points for you weekly. Exactly. Uh, Then you couple that with his 15 games played last year and scoring 15 touchdowns, averaging one touchdown a game. I mean, the guy was just a, an absolute monster with an average points per game of 29.9. Absolutely incredible that every week, basically, you plugged in Christian McCaffrey, you automatically get 30 on the board. Insane. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there, there's some some teams that you'd go up against that, maybe two of their running backs don't even put up 30 in a week. Yeah, exactly. Uh, combined, you know, so to have one guy on your team who's putting up that kind of uh, point value is, is huge to have. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, to couple that with his receptions of 116 last year, uh, huge dual threat. I mean, I don't think there's another person like him in the league right now.
0: Agreed. Agreed. And a great segment. And uh, kind of why I uh, have him as my number one as well. I, I think he's going to be the first person off the board this year. Well-deserved. He led RBs and targets, receptions, total t- touchdowns, excuse me, with 19 also led the, the league in receiving yards as well. Second best RB was 149 points behind Christian McCaffrey. That is...
1: That's like another player's whole season. Yeah.
0: I mean, if, if you <laughs> have a player on your bench to 150, you're, you're looking pretty good in the season. So that is retarded numbers right there. And only one of two players, and Christian was one of these one of two players to have... Over four hundred plus points in two thousand nineteen. The other being Lamar Jackson. So only two two players last year in two thousand nineteen eclipsed that four hundred point mark and Christian McCaffrey was one of them. He had Yeah f- this is what kinda is crazy to me is he's a dual threat. Yes, he's he could catch, got hundred and sixteen receptions last year, but he had fourteen goal line carries last year which led the league as well. So when this guy, when you're in the red zone and you're on the goal line, they're going to be feeding in the ball, punching in. They're not going to take him out and put in someone else to, to get those points. Some, some people remember a couple of running backs. They'd be taking the load. They get all the way to the goal line. They'd bring in a fatter Lendell white and just punch in the yeah. damn ball. Uh, and you would just be bashing your head that you lost out on six points on fantasy based upon that alone. So vultures vultures so uh definitely my top number running back as well as well as i think he's just going to go number one overall
1: yeah, and and I think I think Teddy Bridgewater's brings even more value to Christian McCaffrey. I can't argue him. with that. Uh, he 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 was able to put up those numbers last year without a Cam Newton, you know. So this year having a, a, a Teddy Bridgewater on the squad, you know, I, I think that's going to actually even even increase him his value. And Sean year. Payton
0: loves his running backs in New Orleans over there, and so Teddy Bridgewater now understands how to get the ball to his running back and utilize his running back as a wide receiver target as well so now he's going to the Carolina where you have the best receiving running back in the league uh that's that's a good point of bringing up that Teddy can only increase and elevate his game who do you have at uh number two
1: so this is where I kind of went back and forth but for number two I went with Zeke Elliott um I think that their offense is just explosive. They've got one of the better O-lines in the league, and he's not going to be so relied upon to be the guy because they have so many receiving options. I think that opens up the box. It opens up more holes, more lanes for him. I think he has... Better value this year than last year. Um, I think he's going to eclipse his numbers from last year, and I, I think Zeke Elliott's going to have a monster season. Um, last year he finished with 1,357 yards uh, on the ground. He had 54 receptions, so he's he's got some dual dual purpose ability there, and he was putting up 19 uh, 19 points per game. So from a running back that is very I mean more than respectable that's that's a an elite guy to have on your squad and you know mixing all of that into you know what is now that Cowboys offense I mean they're a high powered machine out there in, oh yeah in, in in Dallas so I think Zeke Elliott's gonna have a monster season he's at my number two who do you got
0: uh I got uh Saquon Barkley he I think he was m- most off the board at at number one uh but I think he's he's my number my number two. He's a former Rookie of the Year, uh, ranked 12th last year. Excuse me. He missed three games. He averaged 18.6 points per game still. So I think he would have gone up the rankings if he didn't miss those three games due to his injury. And a lot of people thought he was going to be gone a lot longer than what he really was, and he was able to to kind of bounce back, which kind of shows that he definitely has a a body that can recover quite quickly. Freakish uh, ability, exactly. Freakish like ability. Kind of like that
1: Adrian Peterson. How did you come back so quickly? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, what type of robot are you?
0: Exactly, exactly. It's kind of like him and Mahomes last year, just coming back from injuries that we you thought was going to hold him out a him year. Exactly, exactly. He's my number two. Uh, only, he's only had one fumble and in 478 carries, so uh, he definitely is reliable with the ball. Still the number one running back in New York. Uh, he had 100 or 11.5 total touchdowns per season, so he's he definitely can have the numbers. And I think he can, if he can stay healthy, he, he'll be up there as, uh, in the top five. But I have him as my second best running back.
1: Yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, at, uh, at number three, great segue into my number three, and that's kind of you know who I was debating between with with Zeke and and Saquon coming in at number number three for myself. Uh, Saquon Barkley, you know the only knock I have against him, and obviously this is digging super deep to even come up with a reason why I would put him at number three versus number two, um, is their their that's their weapon. I mean they don't have anything else out there. Uh, So teams are going to have that ability to stack the box, make him go through more defenders to get through lanes and get yards. And that's really my only reasoning. Um, Now that could... absolutely help him on the other end because more opportunity if you're the only weapon more opportunity right so that's kind of where you got to kind of have that battle amongst yourself in your head but i mean like you said finish with respectable numbers after only playing 12 games and being injured you know he seems like he's healthy he seems like he's having a good off season i've been watching workout videos of the guy a guy's an absolute monster of a man Also a, 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 you know, viable dual threat as well, uh, with 52 receptions last year coming in at 18.6 points per game, definitely somebody that you can, you can rely on and, you know, plug him in week in and week out and be confident that he's going to, he's going to put up some respectable numbers for your, for your team. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, so, I mean, I can't, can't argue with, uh, with you there having him at number two. Um, but who would you put at number three?
0: So I I actually same thing c- kind of similar but I I have Zeke here at at my number 3. Uh, he's finished in the top 5 all but one season. 2017 he was he was injured. He he averages 292 carries per season, which is insane. He's he's definitely a workhorse over there. They don't really have I know Tony Pollard had showed some some good talent last year during the the preseason games, but as soon as Zeke showed back up. He was given the load from day one, so there's no doubt in my mind that he's going to continue to be that workhorse, and you brought up a good point, and I'll I'll piggyback off of it's not going to always have to rely on him because they have to give respect to, to all the wide receivers. If the running game isn't working, they can go to the pass, and then all of a sudden, if Zeke is having a terrible first quarter, even if he's having a terrible first half, he could still put up that the 19 nineteen points he was averaging last year in just one quarter, one half. So yeah. he's he's that explosive of a, of a player. And I know I don't know what what coach or GM or someone in the front office has been talking shit about him lately, thinking that he's not put even some in respect the, on it. Yeah, put some respect over here, and uh, and I'm from California, giving someone from Dallas over here a, a good a good look over here, but. I can't, I can't deny that. I think he'll end up finishing uh, within the top three this year. So that's my, my number three. Who you got at four, Bry? Yeah, number
1: four. Uh, I've got Dalvin Cook, uh, Minnesota Vikings. Played fourteen games last year. Finished off with eleven 1, hundred and thirty-five yards on the ground. Also a great dual-purpose back uh, with fifty-three receptions out of the backfield you know, and averaging 20.9 points per game. Uh, Dalvin Cook at the start of last preseason, I don't know if people can recall his his breakout run that he had in one of those preseason games, but instantly from that point, he was my number one target uh, last year going into the draft. I was really hoping I'd be able to somehow come out of that draft with Dalvin Cook because uh, he just looked so explosive. I mean, and, and he's, he's kind of one of those guys too that, You know, you can be having a a bad first half, and then all of a sudden he rips off a couple of those, you know, 40, 50-yard chunk runs, and now you're all of a sudden back in the game because he's he's got that explosiveness. Um, Yeah. And with the ability to catch out of the backfield helps out tremendously as well. Um, They've kept a lot of their pieces in place. Um, Obviously, Stefan Diggs has left the building, Um, but they've added pieces in there to replace that. A smart team does. You know, you lose a guy, you fill that position with someone in the draft, and they they did all the right things. So I think Dalvin Cook coming in at number four, um, definitely going to be somebody that's going to, you know, make or break a lot of teams this year
0: yeah yeah no I I agree and that's a that's a great segue into into my number four I also have Dalvin Cook at, at number four he was someone I'm I'm kind of beating myself up on I went with back-to-back wide receivers last year I was sitting at number 12 I went with Devontae and Julio and then D- Dalvin Cook I think ended up going mid-second round uh, in in our league and because of just him averaging 20.9 that that person became an instant competitor throughout the league just because Davin cook just ran the show last year. And again, he, he, he also missed a game due to injury. And even, even then the last two games, he just never really looked the same, the same. Yeah. Because he kind of came back. I don't, I don't want to say too early, but I think they just, he wanted to come back to help his team win and he just unfortunately wasn't at a hundred percent. Now, when he is 100% he's just completely dangerous. Uh, he definitely had a career year last year. Uh, he's had some injury issues. ACL in in 2017, hamstring in 2018 and and a shoulder injury in in 2019, but I mean he he also had 25 points 6 times last year, so I can't can't hate on the guy and I think he is another one that Alex Alexander Madison was was given a shot when Dalvin Cook got injured last year, and I just know everyone went to the waiver wire to pick him up and thought he was going to be the dude when Dalvin Cook went down, and he didn't do shit. So there's no afraid that Dalvin Cook has someone behind him. Dalvin Cook is the guy there. And I think it's also going to be helpful in the pass game for for Kirk Cousins. So, yeah, huge
1: value in guys that don't have someone looming in the backfield, right? Or looming, yeah. looming over their shoulders for carries. I mean, when you've really got the guy and the next guy up isn't even 50% of him, you really got nothing to worry about. Um, and
0: that's, that's our top four that we've listed. They don't have anyone behind them. They are yeah. the workhorse with their team. They're going to get... They're not a the, split backfield. Yeah. They're going to get ninety percent of that shit every game.
1: Yeah, bulk share of all things out of the backfield are going to those guys. So exactly, that's another thing that you have to put into your your when you're valuing some of these guys is you know who who else is on that squad that's going to take away from them, um, and in this case, you know great great selections exactly. going into number five. Um, I have got the man who just secured the bag, Derrick Henry. Oh. Getting paid $50 million um, on a four-year deal. Respectable numbers for for a running back. Um, I know a lot of teams kind of shied away from paying their guys after the uh, whole Todd Gurley situation. Um, Him getting paid and then kind of just falling off. Uh, But Derrick Henry uh, had a monster year last year on the ground. Uh, 1,540 yards on the ground. Um, Now, in the passing game, he's not your dual threat running back like some of the others. Um, but I give him that edge because of his, his goal line carries. Uh, they're not bringing anybody else in to punch it in on the goal line. They're leaving Derek Henry no. in there. So you're not getting vultured, um, which in my mind, you know, catapults him up my list a little bit because um, you're going to get those touchdowns. He had 16 on the ground last year, which is awesome. Uh, he had 18.2 points per game uh and i mean come playoff time and i'm talking fantasy playoffs uh he was you know working it for a lot of people um just oh, yeah. crushing people and and putting up huge points so I think Derrick Henry's a guy that you know, having just got gotten paid, is one of my buyer bewares, and I probably have uh, Raiders biases with this. When a guy gets paid that season, they typically don't have the year that they did Watch the year out. prior. So this is one of those situations where I say buyer beware. He is my top. He is in my top five. He's my number five running back. But this is one of those situations where it's like, okay, he just got paid. Is he gonna run as hard as he did last year? Because if you look at the way that that contract was uh, structured, uh, it's really a two-year deal. Yeah, you know, so after two years, they they can cut bait with him and be done with him. So really, he got a two-year, twenty-five million dollar deal if you look at it that way. Um, so he might try to conserve his body for the next team. You know, you never know how people are. You know, behind behind doors and. Uh, but he seems like a workhorse. He seems like the guy that's going to go out there and run straight through your face. Um, I don't. I don't think he has any other style of play. Um, so Derrick Henry at number five.
0: There you go. There you go. And uh, yeah, no, it was a smart contract for sure for for both sides. He gets paid in the in the short term, and you get to see if his body can can, can handle hold that, workload. that workload. yeah. Uh, my my number five is uh, is Alvin Kamara. Just a another dual threat running back. He didn't have Mark Ingram uh, this year. So I, I know that kind of took away and a lot of people may shy away from from him just because he didn't look the same this year without having someone like uh, Mark Ingram behind him uh, or taking a brunt of the carries. He did miss two uh, two games last year. He only played 13 games, averaged uh, 17.6. Definitely, definitely someone that can easily do it. He's been a rookie of the year. His catch percentage is 80.5%. Is uh, he's only got six fumbles in in three years, so he, he averages two fumbles, but he's also getting a lot of touches, averages 242 touches a season. Uh, he definitely he averages 95 total yards per game. Uh, he, he splits the carries with with Latavius Murray, but with the targets that he gets and what he sees in the passing game, I think he's going to be a good person to target in a PPR league, and that's why I have him at at number five because reception wise, he had 81 receptions last year, and that was still missing missing two games.
1: Yeah, no, that's a that's a that's a great selection there. You know, I, I can't I can't argue with any of that. Uh, definitely a great a great player and somebody that I think is going to you know put up huge value this year number six uh i've got and i know some people are going to roll their eyes here but i've got the las vegas raiders josh jacobs coming in at number six (laughs) now roll your eyes all you want the the guy is the workhorse if you look at their backfield he is the guy um you've got you know uh, a decent backup out there but it's not somebody that you you know is necessarily looming in the shadows waiting to take over the role uh and huge huge value um he's going to get a ton of carries he's going to get receptions out of the backfield uh last year he put up 14.7 points per game you know 1150 yards on the ground in 13 games and averages 4.8 yards per carry and Crazy. if you want to talk broken tackles i mean go look at this year's Madden rankings and the second highest Broken tackle you know running back in the game is josh jacobs the guy is a human bowling ball uh you can't take him down you know you've got to, you've got a gang tackle the guy and they the raiders went out they did some things on offense that are i feel going to allow uh even more running lanes for him this coming season when you go and add a burner like henry ruggs on your squad you know teams are going to have to stay true they're not going to be able to plug the box and and throw extra guys in there they're gonna have to you know watch over the top so i think josh jacobs value uh catapults this year and i i expect him to have a monster season
0: yeah i mean whatever (laughs) (laughs) hey
1: you're you're a broncos fan i I expect nothing less
0: crazy thing is you know what i i had him as my running back last year and uh, it was a little frustrating sometimes how how they treated him and was hoping he'd get me a little bit more but he, he had a great year last year, uh, was definitely a little weary with him in the beginning coming out of but going into camp and how Nick Saban can somehow, I don't know what he does, but it, it looks like his running backs are the healthiest people in the world, but who knows, uh, he didn't get a lot of carries in, in college as much as you would have thought, but uh, I mean, I'll talk about Josh Jacobs here here in a little bit, and I'll get my sense on Gruden, but uh, the my number six here is the guy who led the year or led the league in broken tackles in in Derrick Henry and this guy uh, I mean you said it all with with the amount of load he, he was the leader in temps yards and TDs last year uh, not total TDs just rushing TDs last year but this stat is ridiculous I looked this shit up and sixty two point nine percent. Of his yards. So that is 1,268 yards out of his 1,540 yards came after first contact. That is crazy. 62.9% of his yards came after first contact. That means whoever's hitting him, you better gang tackle because if it's a solo linebacker coming in to fill that hole, you're not stopping mm-hmm. him 70% of the time. Just insane. So he did—the thing that kind of scares me a little bit about him, uh, and I guess with the amount of attempts that he gets, it's not unheard of, but he did have five fumbles in 2019, which is something you don't want to see, but he did have three over 300 touches. So I, I think you can give him a little excuse on a couple of those. But he's not a big target. I know you already said this. He's not a huge person to be targeted in a pass game. But I actually— think that's going to change. I, I think he can catch the ball. They had Deion Lewis last year uh it, who is no longer there. The The second string running back slated before camp and before season right now for Tennessee's a rookie. So I don't know if that rookie is going to be able to take a lot of those targets away from Derrick Henry. I, I think Derrick Henry's targets could increase this year without having a veteran running back like Deion Lewis, who, who is that good backfield out, uh, or back out of the backfield to catch the ball. Yeah, I mean, himself. that's why
1: they signed I, Lewis, right? You know, they signed him exactly to be that receiver out of the backfield. So that's yeah. why it took away from a lot. And, And I a hundred percent agree. I don't think it's his inability to catch the ball out of the backfield. I just don't think he was utilized in that fashion because they had Dion Lou.
0: And also they, they kind of had to fucking take him off the field. Yeah. Yeah. You're (laughs) running, you're running that many
1: times a game. You got to come off the field.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So who, who do you got at, uh, that's my number six. Who do you got over at number seven?
1: So number seven, uh, I've got Alvin Kamara and I, I rank him this, you know, I, I say low, it's still top 10. Um, but I, I rank him at seven for, for the simple fact of what I saw on the field last year was not what I saw the year prior when they had Mark Ingram. I don't know if he can be the featured guy. Uh, and that's kind of, I, I drafted him with the third overall pick last year, uh, in the first round on my squad. And within two weeks of watching him, I traded him to Jared for Christian McCaffrey. Greatest trade I made. Um, also, I gave up Todd Gurley. And it, you know, So it was a package deal. Two big names to give up for, for Christian McCaffrey. But I saw what he did first two weeks, and I was like, yeah, that's the guy right there. I can see it right off the bat just watching it. So for Kamara, he finished with 797 yards. Now, he is a huge dual-purpose back. So you don't necessarily look at his rushing yards. Now, the guy had 81 receptions last year which is a huge number for a running back a lot Um, a lot a lot of uh, of receptions so if you're in a ppr league like we're talking about you know huge value there with it with an alvin kamara in the passing game um still was putting up 17.6 points per game uh which is which is great you know if you can get over 15 points per game with your running back you're 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 a happy camper you're not going to be too upset with that uh, Absolutely. So, Alvin Kamara, I got him at seven, and I, I think that's one of those guys where we'll, we'll we'll see this year, right? Um, If he can be that featured guy. Last year was his first year doing it. Didn't really pan out quite. I think what they thought it would, and it's no no fault of his own. The guy was still averaging four point seven yards per carry. They just yeah. only gave him the ball one hundred and seventy one times last year on the ground. Exactly. So. I mean, if they double that number, obviously they can't double it because he'd be over 300. But if they at least add another, say, 80 to 100 carries, you know, that number on the on the ground obviously goes over a thousand, and you know, we're talking top five value. Uh, yeah, but just based off of what I saw, I'm a little weary. Um, you know, with 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 Alvin Kamara.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, can't can't fault you for that, and uh, completely agree. N- my number seven here is. Someone I can't believe neither one of us had a little higher here. Being the second best running back last year, we have him at number... I have him, excuse me, at number seven, and and Aaron Jones. Uh, and that was part of your, your three-headed monster you had, I know. But uh, Aaron Jones, first le- season that he he got the load of the carries. Um, but he, he finished, again, 100, 149, 150 points behind McCaffrey. But he also... Had uh, 19 touchdowns, uh, total touchdowns. He actually finished second in targets uh, on Green Bay, which which also boosts up his his PPR. And maybe that's that's because besides Devonte, Aaron Rodgers had jack shit to throw to. Uh, yeah. But uh, I I think that's going to be the case again this year. I think. Aaron Jones is going to be relied heavily, heavily on in the pass game as well. So I, I think the amount of targets he can get is going to be quite high uh, with on on the team as well. He had 12 goal line carries, which finished third. Uh, and in 2018, he, he led all uh, RBs with yards per carry. He can do it. He's a dual threat. Uh, another guy that I don't think he really has too much behind him. And I think... Aaron Rodgers is going to look to him and, and trust him in the pass game over some of those other 25-syllable fucking wide receivers. So Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, those we'll and those
1: are all great points, and I, I think, you know, uh, the reason why both you and I, probably when we were looking at the running backs, didn't have Jones higher, even though he, he did finish the league last year uh, at number two, is probably because what the fuck did the Packers do in the draft? Shots fired! Shots fired!
0: Jack shit. <laughs>
1: I mean Jesus. seriously I can't I can't stop but going back to that and just thinking like they did nothing to help that offense um, yeah. in, in terms of helping Aaron Jones or or relieving some of that pressure from the box I mean they didn't go get a wide receiver in the first round like they should have and so some of those things kind of go into account for me but but great points you made there
0: Yeah who who do you got at uh number 8
1: so number eight, this is, and and this is one of my guys that I'm saying keep a, a very close eye on, is Austin Eckler. Let's talk about the season Austin Eckler had last year. If Melvin Gordon had, had held out, if he had pulled a Lev Bell and said, I'm going to sit out the whole season, we could yeah. be talking Eckler, number one, number two. The guy was having that kind of season
0: yeah he would have he would have finished around the 420 range for points yeah
1: so so you're he's pushing for that number one spot with McCaffrey finished at 448 so I mean Austin Eckler is the guy now Melvin Gordon is gone it is Austin Eckler's show Um, now they lose Phillip Rivers can Tyrod Taylor you know strike that same type of fear and defenses that a Phillip Rivers does um you know who knows yeah you know we'll we'll see but I think Austin Eckler is one of those guys that if you draft him you are going to be stoked with wherever you get him because a lot of I think a lot of fantasy players out there are not valuing Eckler quite as much as they should so he's going to slip into probably your second round and you're going to be able to get him somewhere in that second round and you're if, if you do what we say and you uh draft a running back in your first round you're gonna have an elite top tier first round running back follow it up with an Eckler. And yeah he's you got great those value. two things yeah i mean huge value in ppr leagues everything yeah so i mean like i said the guy was averaging 19.4 yards per game last year and that's when melvin gordon even came back he was yeah. still putting up that kind of that kind of value so um Guy to keep your eyes on, and, and that's my number eight. Who do you got?
0: Uh, say great segue. That's that's who I got as well. He was the l- running back with the least amount of carries to to finish in the top ten. He only had 132 carries, and and he ended up finishing fourth. And uh, we've we've said it before, and I'll say it again: Derrick Henry with 303 carries to Austin eckier with 132 carries. Again, a PPR league, he adds tremendous value and everyone is just so high on who who their backup is uh justin jackson he can definitely run with that chip on his shoulder i have seen some of his uh his workout videos the guy is in tremendous shape i, I don't think that justin jackson is going to be able to to take away uh from from what Eckier will do n- next year and this year is going to be a true test for him so he, it's going to be, can he handle the look He was able to handle it without Melvin Gordon. Then Melvin Gordon came in and they kind of split it. Uh, but can he put a full 15 of being the clear number one and see his carries go from 132 to, to 200 next year? So uh, we'll see. But I completely agree that he's a definitely underrated, undervalued running back that a lot of people aren't going to see. They're going to see Austin Eckler probably on some people's draft boards, not even in the, in the top fifteen. So he Which may be. Which to me is crazy. It's, ri- not, it's ridiculous. You know,
1: we, we obviously do our homework. We look at what other you know analysts out there are projecting. Some of these guys, some of them I laugh at, and, and that's one of them. I mean, to to undervalue Eckler after the season he had last year, when he now becomes the the majority share carrier in that backfield is is just funny to me it's it's yeah. crazy that people aren't valuing him higher exactly um, and that's hard for you and i to say he's a chargers player, yeah. you know like 100 percent. you know it's not it's not like we're biased or anything like that like this is a guy that really showed out last year and and i think that people should be you know paying special appen- uh, attention to
0: completely completely agree who, who do you have at uh at number nine
1: so, number nine, uh, this is where I ranked Aaron Jones. And, okay. uh, you know, you obviously gave great details on stats and everything. Uh, finished the season last year, to say again, at number two overall. And, and I have him here at number nine. Again, going back to what the fuck did the Packers do to help him? Nothing. And, in fact, they hurt, they hurt his value, in my opinion, because what did they take in the second round? A running back another running back and, and AJ Dillon out of Boston College. Yeah. They saw something out of AJ Dillon that made him a second round talent and they picked him up, put him on the squad. That's gonna take away from Aaron Jones. Uh what we what we don't know is to what extent, right? Yeah. But that little bit of now you've got someone looming behind you scares me as a fantasy owner. Why did they go get AJ Dillon? What is missing from Aaron Jones' game? that they thought that they had to go and draft a running back in the second round when you had a guy who finished with over a 1,000 yards on the ground, uh, had 49 receptions last year. I mean, seemed like a dual threat to me. Didn't seem like you needed a running back. You know, it seems like Aaron Jones is the guy, but hey, they go and get a guy in the second round. That scares me as a fantasy owner. That scares me as a potential uh, team drafter. Uh, That's, you know, if he falls to me, I might balk at at actually picking him just based off of the sole fact that there's now somebody else in the backfield with him that is competition
0: okay okay some some decent points there obviously and uh yeah i mean we definitely do our research and uh, and and read up quite a bit before we we make our lists and our our opinions and uh who's to say uh who's wrong and who's right and the correct answer is we're right yeah screw yeah. those other guys <laughs> screw those other guys but on
1: but on top of that i mean really what you have to do is is analyze all things about the player yeah i can't i can't stress the importance enough about looking at other aspects of the game coaching you know what did they lose in the offseason what did they gain in the offseason so many small details go into where you put players on your board i mean as small of a detail and some might think that this is crazy i look at cold weather teams and come fantasy playoffs they're playing in the snow and your top elite running back is going to be running through four or five inches of snow that week when you're hoping he's going to win you the ship not a guy i really want on my team i really think about that small into detail that far into the future you know Hey, what 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 are these guys going to be playing in come playoff time? Yeah. Cuz, you know, that that's something that you got to be aware of.
0: Yeah. I have uh Joe Mixon at at number 9 and I know I think you have a different person at number 9. Uh, I like Joe Mixon. He, he's had back-to-back 1000-yard uh, seasons. Uh, he finished 17th last year, but I I think that just kind of was Cincinnati was behind a lot and kind of didn't really need to to use him, but he had 106 evaded tackles last year which put him high up above the the rest of those I think Saquon Barkley with 116 was was the highest but uh, he's definitely got elite uh elite skills had zero fumbles last year which is which is another good thing. He had 12 goal line carries which which finished him at at third and 48 red zone carries which finished him seventh. So he definitely is going to get his share. I don't think he has any fear of uh, Giovanni Bernard behind him. A lot of hype has always gone into into Bernard, but Bernard has only had 214 carries in the last three years. So as you can see, he's in no no fear of, of losing touches. I think adding Joe Burrow, I think, is going to lean on Joe Mixon a lot, even in the pass game. And when he gets in trouble, they're going to just tell him to to kind of dump it and and use your running back as your outlet pass. So I have Joe Mixon at, at number nine.
1: Yeah, no, that's a that's a that's a great running back. I think for the first eight weeks, you couldn't have traded him for a package of you know M and M's. Yeah, because uh, he came on hot at the end. Yeah, know? he I mean, did. He was horrible for a, a large majority of last season. I think that's what frustrated a lot of fantasy owners because if you look at his stats. The guy still finished with 1,137 yards on the ground. I mean, yeah. that's, that's a huge number. It's just how he did it, right? You know, one week, two points. The next week, 30 points. You know, and next week, one point. And he was just so all over the place. He was so inconsistent. Um, yeah. But definitely a, a great talent. Like you said, Bernard's not really, you know, in the mix there. Um, but, yeah, so that, that that's, a, that's a good pick. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to round out my top 10, going with number 10. I've got uh, Nick Chubb. And I'm gonna preface this by saying this is my second buyer beware. And reason being is, in my opinion, uh, they've got a superior running back as their backup. Yeah, uh, Kareem Hunt. I, I think Kareem Hunt is the better of the two. Uh, you know, and had Kareem Hunt not did what he did when he was with Kansas City and got traded to Cleveland uh Kareem hunt would still be the starting running back for the kansas city chiefs right now and probably one of the guys we'd be talking about in our top five right now yeah um so i think Kareem hunt is is a superior talent he was he was suspended a large portion of last season when he came back the guy was averaging 4.2 yards per carry he was taken away from receptions uh you know he Finished with 37 catches in just seven games, and he was putting up 13 points a game. That's 13 points he was taking away from Nick Chubb each week. Yeah. uh, Once he came back. Yeah. Uh, So that's why he's my buyer beware. Now, Nick Chubb tore it up, had 1,494 yards on the ground, uh, a good amount of receptions out of the backfield with 36. Uh, and and was averaging sixteen point seven points per game, so definitely a respectable running back. Somebody you'd be uh, excited to have on your team if they didn't have Kareem Hunt in the backfield, you know, kind of looming over his shoulders. Um, yeah, they they've got a problem out there in Cleveland. They've got so much talent, uh, you that know. They don't
0: have anyone to coach them up. They don't have anybody to coach them up. I mean,
1: <laughs> you look at that squad. It's an all-star team, man. That that team is stacked. Yeah, absolutely stacked. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if, if they don't make playoffs this year with you know a second year with the same squad you know essentially yeah new 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 coach again I, I feel like we say new coach and new quarterback for the Browns every year but I think that you know it, it's going to be interesting to see how, how Chubbs utilize this year with Kareem Hunt healthy and not suspended to start the season
0: yeah no I, I agree and uh, I, I have Nick uh, Chubb at my number 10 Uh, As well, he's kind of kind of reminds me of a Derrick Henry situation, where he's he gets his carries, 298 carries last year. uh, When Kareem Hunt did come back, it's not like Kareem Hunt was taking a lot of carries, but he takes all the targets away from Nick Chubb. And as much as the Browns ended up falling behind last year, Hunt was used in the in the passing game, but he did have 12 goal line carries as well, uh, which. Again, I know Mixon had the same, but uh, Mixon tied at tied at, um, at third, excuse me, uh, 52 red zone touches. He had 111 touches or has 111 touches per fumble. So he definitely has some good ball security. And if, if you think about it, that's two fumbles a season. Uh, with 298, that's definitely better ball security than a Derrick Henry had last year. But I think he can definitely do it. Just again, this is my first buyer beware, as I'm just afraid since Hunt did have more points five out of the out of the last seven weeks of the season last year. Once Hunt came back, uh, only one week did Chubb have points. Uh, two two weeks since Hunt had come back where Chubb had more points than than Hunt. So buyer beware. This is uh, my buyer beware, excuse me. But I, I still, I can't hate him. I love my Georgia running back. So uh, I got him at number 10 for me.
1: There you go. There you go. And uh, that rounds out our top 10. We are doing a top 12 in this first segment. Um, from here on, uh, you know, we're going to kind of start chunking some of these out. So we can kind of get the ball rolling. And and for most most fantasy players and leagues, you're going to be looking at 10 to 12 team leagues. Um, so now we're leaning into running backs that you're more than likely going to find in like your second round. Uh, this, these are kind of your second round tier talent running backs starting from here. So uh, out of number 11 and 12, number 11, I have Mark Ingram uh, finishing with 1,018 yards last year and 16.2 points per game. And Le'Veon Bell rounding out my top 12 uh, at number 12. uh, You know, Le'Veon Bell, I think, just did not have the season we all expected him to have last year. Yeah. Um, Now, I say we, you know, pretty broadly, because I knew he wasn't going to have a a great season last year. I had a buddy who was trying to trade me, Le'Veon Bell, like every single week, packaging him with something for Christian McCaffrey. And I'm like, no, Le'Veon Bell is not the same guy, man. No. he doesn't have the same talent. He doesn't have the same explosiveness, looks kind of slow, doesn't seem like he really even cares anymore. Yeah, um, agreed. I mean, he kind of has that vibe of just like, I don't give a shit, you know, and, and I want a guy who gives a shit. I want a guy who wants to go out there and compete. Now, hard to compete when you're on the Jets, but hey, he chose the bag versus a contender, and that's his own problem.
0: And he is the clear number one. They're not taking – he's going to yeah. get the load.
1: So Yeah, I mean, definitely going to get the load. So, you know, that that's my only, my only points to touch on with Lev Bell. And then uh, Mark Ingram, uh, you know, backtracking to number 11 there. Uh, had him on my squad last year, uh, finished in the top 10. Definitely somebody that you can rely on. And that's an explosive offense uh, with Lamar Jackson out there uh, and Hollywood Brown. So, you, you know, you don't have teams necessarily with the ability to stack the box. Um, so I think Mark Ingram is going to still have a a great value. And if you can get him there in the second round, potentially even the third round with the way things shake out, um, you'd be pretty excited.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you, you had, uh, you had Mark Ingram at 11 and then Levon on at 12. Yep. Okay. Okay, cool. Uh, so my 11 is, uh, Josh Jacobs and, uh, no one could say that I'm not realistic because I have two people with Austin Eckier and Josh Jacobs in my top 12 running backs, and I'm a Broncos fan, so no one can say that I ain't realistic and and don't know some talent over here. But uh, You
1: mean it, Melvin Gordon isn't going to be your first overall pick? Yeah,
0: he's <laughs> he's not. He's not. He might be my wife's because I might say, ah, why don't you, if we're in the same <laughs> league, you should take Melvin Gordon. <laughs> but uh, he, he missed uh, two games last year, and kind of what kind of frustrated me about – being a Josh Jacobs owner last year was I I can't even remember what game it was. And in the first quarter, he had like three carries. And I'm like, what are you doing? Why does Derek Carr, uh, I love the guy, but why'd you throw, have him throw the ball 12 times in the first quarter? And then all of a sudden it's like they're backed up on their own 10 yard line and they run the ball with Josh Jacobs like six times that drive. And he took them all the way to the goal line. And then they took his ass out. And I was like, are you yep. kidding me? What are
1: you? Damn and, put him, and put in like a DeAndre Washington or <laughs> yeah. Rashard or somebody to come yeah. and punch it in. And you're like, why?
0: So it, he definitely, just to, to speak on that, he's just, his talent is there and he can run the ball in any situation. And he's always going to be a threat, whether you're behind, whether you're up, you got to treat him with respect. But unfortunately has Washington and Richard took too many targets away from him and I'm hoping that, obviously, if I have him this year, I'm hoping that doesn't happen this year in a PPR league. But because he has other running backs that got more targets than he did, I'm afraid of picking him uh, in my top 10. But if I'm if I'm sitting at 12 or mid-early second round and, and he's still there, I'm going to be really happy, kind of like an Austin Eckier, I'm going to be really happy to be able to have him as my RB2 instead of my RB1 in fantasy. And then yeah, number 12.
1: I, I mean, but, but then going back to that point also, you know, DeAndre Washington is on the Chiefs now. So now they really just got Richard. So is Richard going to take too much away from him? Who knows? Um, but great points there. I, I definitely think that, uh, you know, we're going to see what he's able to do this year.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then my number 12 is uh, Kenyon Drake. I'm actually a big fan of this kid. I was a big fan of him, uh, even when he was in Miami. Uh, I think he finished. He's the clear number one over there. Uh, He he finished. This is what's kind of crazy. He finished with 22.5 points per game in the last five weeks, which ended him RB6 the last five weeks. And out of those five games, he only played four games. So four games, he had 22.5. So that's not even counting one. If he had that extra game, how many other points. And I think he would have screamed up and and finished easily within the top five the last five weeks. He's a great, great guy out of the backfield, had 50 receptions last year. And again, he only played 13 games. He had eight, all of his eight touchdowns last year were scored once he got to Arizona. And once he got to Arizona, he averaged 5.2 yards a carry. So I think he's got the talent. I think they'll use him. So that's why I got him at number 12. But yeah, let's uh, let's take a break. I I was quite a bit of content uh, coming in. So let's let's take a break real quick and uh, listen to our sponsored message here
1: air care heating and cooling is your number one heating and cooling professional provider serving san jose and the surrounding communities the summer season is upon us and air care heating and cooling is here to make sure that your cooling system is in tip-top shape for those hot summer days call now to have maintenance performed to ensure that your air conditioner will outlast the upcoming summer season call 408-809-7350 to book your maintenance appointment now or visit us at aircareheatandcool.com to book an appointment online. AirCare Heating and Cooling, where we care for your air.
0: All right, uh, jumping in. Uh, now Now that we're going 13 to, to 24 here, we're going to go every three to, to kind of get this going a little bit here. And uh, we'll still give some good content, but we're going to go every three here. So, Bryson, hit us with your 13, 14, and 15.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, 13, I've got Joe Mixon. Uh, I think he had he had a great season last year. Kind of already touched on him a little bit there. I think the talent is there. It's just the the consistency and you know it's it's the Bengals. They yeah. have horrible offensive line. I mean, they've got a lot of things working against them out there that kind of drop his value, uh, you know, pretty significantly for me at least. Uh, at number fourteen, I've got Leonard Fournette. Uh, hey, here here's a guy who last year was tearing it up. Then yeah. come off season guys requesting trades and you know who knows what's going on out there in jacksonville i mean everybody pretty much seems like they go to jacksonville and immediately want to get out of there um so that's why he kind of drops a a little bit on my list uh you know he was still averaging 17.3 uh points per game last year um so that's that, that was a great season and then at number 15 uh i've got chris carson before uh before the end of the season there you know he he put up 1230 yards on the ground Uh, seahawks are obviously an explosive team in the playoff hunt every year um, which means you're going to get the best out of them Uh, i think if you can get a chris carson in the second third round you're going to be extremely excited so that's that's going to round out my uh, 13 14 and 15.
0: not not a bad 13 14 15 uh at 13 uh, i got leonard Fournette. Again, same thing. He's he's finished in the top 10 two years out of the out of three years, and the only reason he didn't finish in top ten or one of the reasons was he only played uh, eight games in in 2018. But he averages uh, 266 carries per season and 56 receptions per season. So he's definitely and he had 76 receptions last year. So he's he's another dual dual threat running back. But the the kind of thing that scares me about him is. The the goal line carries last year he only had seven goal line carries. I, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it's just they weren't in the goal line very often for him to run the ball, but seven goal line carries is like Philip Lindsay status. Like yeah. that's not very much for a guy that is a big bodied back. He's running a big back. boy. I don't so, understand it. Like, I don't know what are you pulling him out it.
1: for on the goal line. Like it, who are you gonna put in there that's gonna punch it in that's bigger on your running back field than him? I mean that stuff always shocks me.
0: Yeah, no, it, it, I completely agree. And that's kind of why I have him at 13. Otherwise, if there was a little bit more consistency and if he didn't want out of Jacksonville, I probably would have had him in my top 10 uh, if if there wasn't all that just uncertainty around him uh, with, with Jacksonville. Number 14, I have Miles Sanders. I'm a, a huge fan of Miles Sanders. I was someone who got rid of him early on because I I picked him up he was on my bench and uh, just David Montgomery was pissing me off last year because he didn't get very much points for me at all and then all of a sudden Miles Sanders I was like okay well let me try to slide Miles Sanders in there wasn't really doing much as, as, as well so I ended up getting rid of him I ended up trading him and then the last five weeks he ended up just crushing it and ended up Finishing as the top rookie running back now, that probably says something about Josh Jacobs not playing two games. Uh, but uh, I, I think Miles Sanders, he averaged 21.2 points per game the last five weeks. So, and he shared the load with Jordan Howard. So, without Jordan Howard now and Jordan Howard being with Miami, uh, I'm looking as Miles Sanders as the dude out there in Philly. And I, I think this will be a nice test to see. And then 15, I have Le'Veon Bell. Uh, just now with with Frank Gore, they have Frank Gore there. I, I I can't really put him much higher. I mean, Frank Gore there is, I love Frank Gore. Frank Gore is going to steal some carries from him. whether Especially it's in, in the goal line. Especially in the goal line. So uh, I think that's kind of what shied me away. And I have him here. But again, Le'Veon Bell has the talent. So you can't not have him on... Your top 15 list there's yeah. just you can't so uh but i think with frank gore i think he he's gonna take a slide and he's not gonna finish as high as he has in the past and so that's my 13 14 15 but who you got good, good. at uh 16 17 18
1: yes yeah, 16 i'm gonna i'm gonna lead off with uh miles sanders and and kind of pony off of what you just said he, he is the guy now and I did the exact same thing last year. And I think we were, we were texting a lot about him last year as kind of one of our sleepers. But both of us gave up on him a little too early, I think, because um, I did the same thing. I ended up dropping him, you know, on like a bye week for some scrub that I needed because my wide receiver was out or something. Um, but I ended up dropping him and all of a sudden he started tearing it up, went to the waiver wires. Somebody already swooped him and I was like, damn it, I let go of him just a week too early. Uh, but Miles Sanders, uh, definitely showed flashes last year that, that make you think that he can have a monster season this year. Now being the sole guy in, in Philly, um, I think that's going to help him out tremendously. So I got him at 16, 17. I've got Kenyon Drake, another guy, uh, who, who I also love, um, when he was in Miami, I was always, you you'd watch the kid and you're like, why don't they give this guy an opportunity? And then they traded him, and you're like, thank God, because now this guy can finally get an opportunity. And you're like, oh, he goes to Cardinals. They've got David Johnson. But then it's like, well, David Johnson's injured, so he goes in that first week against uh, the 49ers and just tears them apart. So Kenyon Drake is a guy that, going into this year, being with the Cardinals, having the offense down... I expect for him to have an even better season. Then yep. you pair, then you pair bringing in DeAndre Hopkins. You're gonna open up that box and more value for Kenyon Drake. I think exactly. Kenyon Drake's one of those guys that you got to keep an eye on. Um, and and you could potentially get him in the the third round, and you're gonna be stoked with getting him in the third round. Yeah, what a um, flex guy to have. I if, mean, if to have him if as you your go flex back to back to back. back? Yeah. yeah, if you go three running backs in a row, you're going to have someone like a Kenyon Drake as your third option, and that's going to be awesome for your squad. Yeah. So that's why we say go running back, running back, running back, because there's less running backs than there are wide receivers, and you can still get great value in wide receivers later on. Running backs, you can't. Yeah. Um, you know, if you wait too late, you're drafting backups, and that's not who you want. You're not. You're not going to be like, well, I really hope they give the backup, you know, eight carries this week so I can get four points. Um, So Kenyon Drake at 17 and then 18. I'm going to throw in Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, Kansas City. I expect big things out of this kid. Yeah, agreed. Um, I mean, Andy Reid's been talking him up. He has been saying how explosive this kid looks. He's even made claims as, as far as, you know, this, this could potentially be the best running back he's ever coached. Uh, which is ridiculous talent wise yeah man, the guy hasn't even taken a snap yet so it just goes to show what andy reed thinks of him which you know when your head coach thinks that highly of you means you're going to get a ton of opportunity yeah um so at 18 i, I throw clyde edwards lair obviously can't really talk about his stats last year because he was a rookie but i mean if you look at what he did in college at 6.6 yards per carry yeah. i mean come on man that even translates remotely you know 90 80 90 percent of what he was able to do in college into the nfl um i i expect big things out of him this season and he has the ability to catch out of the backfield so you're not you know bringing another running back in to 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 take away from those uh targets out of the backfield so clyde edwards lair at number 18
0: yeah i got uh todd Gurley at 16 uh, i i'm a little afraid uh of todd Gurley just because of injuries and no one knows what's going on with his knee but i i think a lot of people are also saying oh he passes physical he, he's looking very good uh, i i wouldn't pick him anything short of maybe maybe uh, as my RB rb2 if i went running back wide receiver and then another running back type of deal or if I went running back running back and had him as my flex that that i would be i would love that as well but uh he's he's never finished outside the top 20. Uh, He's RB1 in 2017, RB2 in 2018, so he averages 14 total touchdowns a year, and now he's going to an Atlanta offense, which doesn't have a running back, so uh, I I think he's going to definitely be the dude again, but we'll see how long his body can hold up. Uh, Number 17, uh, I got Mark Ingram here, and the only reason I have Mark Ingram here is and, and not possibly a little higher is just because the addition of J.K. Dobbins. Uh, drafting J.K. Dobbins kind of scares me a little bit that he could take a little bit away from Mark Ingram, but Mark Ingram has proved that, I mean, he could do it. I mean, when he first came in the league, I, I wasn't too impressed coming off his Heisman Trophy year. I wasn't really impressed what he was kind of doing with the Saints, but he's got four top t- 10 finishes in the past six seasons. So, uh, and one season he was hurt. He only played 11 games. So um, he, and that other season he was RB 17. So he's finished in that in the top 20 ever since he's entered the league, essentially. So uh, 13 goal line touches, which ended up being second. Uh, I He's got averages close to 10, 9.8 total touchdowns per year. So he has the numbers as well. So that's, but the only reason, again, I have him there and I think I, he'd be a great person for, for someone to get in that, that mid third round, uh, ish or early third round ish is is Mark Ingram, um, if not late second. But 18, I got Clyde Edwards as well. Big fan. You, you kind of said it all, so I'm just only gonna throw out there that he averaged in college 124.4 yards per game. So he's he's got the talent, and again, you nailed it right on the head there with with him being a good pass catching running back, and with Mahomes throwing the ball 38 40 times a game he's gonna hit his running back and that means Clyde if he can do the ball and carry the ball as well as he did in college and catch the ball he may not come off the field for KC who you got at 19
1: <clears throat> so 19 through 21 let's go uh, 19 I got James Connor um just kind of touching on him injury concerns I, I mean just health health in general for James Connor right I mean it's just always been something the guys had to battle and you know you go and draft a guy that's only playing 10 games for you that's that's a big hit um so james connor that's why he he drops down d- down by board i mean when he gets the ball he gets you yards he yeah. averages four yards a carry he's putting up 14.6 points per game he's just not getting a lot of attempts really and again injured last year only 10 games so you know Kind of weary of of James Conner and and his ability to stay on the field. Um, Followed up by my next guy who I'm scared of to stay on the field is Todd Gurley at number 20. (laughs) Um, You know, another guy that just, what is going on with the guy's knees? You know, they keep talking this degenerative knee disease and, you know, nobody really knows what's going on with him. Very weird ending to his career out there in Los Angeles with the Rams. Um, gets traded in the offseason and you know I, I i guess we'll we'll wait and see like you said though high powered offense in atlanta definitely has potential out there with with julio opening up you know obviously uh the box out there they've got uh, a great tight end they've got uh, a great uh, secondary wide receiver so the box is not going to be condensed down uh, on todd Gurley. so maybe he can return to form, you know, who knows. Um, and then at 21, it's like I was playing, you know, who who can't stay off the field, right? <laughs> David Johnson coming in at number 21 for me. Uh, another weird situation with the way things shaped out out there in uh, Arizona gets traded in the offseason to Houston. Only played 12 games last year. Another one of those guys that years prior, I mean, you're talking Todd Gurley, David Johnson at the top of the league two yeah. years ago absolutely. You know? so have they really fallen off to that amount to where we're, we're now ranking these guys 20 and 21 well obviously yes but david johnson you know rounding out number 21 for me i think he's got potential i think he uh is going to a situation where the texans really haven't had a running back lately so we'll, we'll see if they they give david johnson the rock and and see if he can return to form
0: yeah, no, that's uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny because I'll be talking about two of those, but I got Chris, I got Chris Carson uh, at at my number nineteen, and I I like Seattle's offense. I like how they use Chris Carson, but he's got Carlos Hyde now. So now Carlos Hyde came in during this whole virtual thing. So and the we'll kid see out how of, long uh, San
1: Diego State, uh, Penny, right? So, yeah, I mean, yeah. That's a crowded backfield now.
0: They do. They have a crowd, and I think a lot of it could be, and this is just speculation, obviously, and I don't know if this is, but for me as a former running back coach at the Juco level is he led the league in fumbles last year with seven fumbles in 2019. So that ball security, if he has that early on, and they throw in Carlos Hyde or, or Rashad Penny and they start doing well, Chris Carson could be seeing the bench quite a bit. So that really scares me about, uh, about Chris Carson. Now the thing Chris Carson does add really well is the receptions. And I think that is just something that he will continue to, to have with Seattle, with Russell Wilson liking to to throw the ball. But again, I I think he's going to struggle and there's a big, big crowded background, uh, lat, uh this year, and so because of that, uh, I'm I'm going with him at at number nineteen. James Connor at number twenty. This is my second buyer be- beware, just because again, he, he's made ass. glass. He can't seem to to put a full season together, and I think Anthony McFarland's a nice handcuff to have if if you have a deep bench league Because if James Connor gets hurt, then Anthony McFarland's gonna be the dude. But um, James Connor in, in ten. 10 games last year uh, was averaging 14.6 uh, points per game and in 2018 he had 13 goal line touches and 47 red zone touches. So if he's if he's healthy, he's going to get you points. But if he isn't, then you're going to be bashing your head if you swooped him up early. But again, James Conner is kind of a, a a flex guy for me just because I'm a little afraid of his injury history, but david johnson at uh, number 21 and since 2015 i mean you said it i mean he's he he's been a beast in the league and the last two years he's he hasn't really done much and that kind of scares me now he's the dude in houston so we'll see but again i, I can't put him higher than 21 on on my board but uh finishing us off with uh your 24 who do you got at 22 23 and 24
1: yeah, so rounding out my top uh, 24, I've got number 22, Devin Singletary, uh, another guy that I was huge on going into last season, kind of came on strong there at the end. Um, now, you know, I think he takes an even bigger grasp of that, that lion's share of carries and, and workload in the backfield, so I expect big things out of Devin Singletary. They went and got Stefan Diggs, which helps him out in my belief. Um, And I, I think Devin Singletary's you know, poised to have a good season. Yeah. Uh, going into number 23 and number 24, you know, these are the ones where it starts to get tricky, folks. You're starting to kind of get deep, and, and this is where, you know, you kind of start, you know, looking even further into things than you probably should. Um, but number 23, I got James White. Now, they lose Tom Brady. Obviously, that's going to impact James White tremendously because oh, yeah. Brady loves his – small little scat backs out of the backfield to uh, catch passes. Um, so James White last year had 72 receptions. That's gonna take a hit. Um, you don't have Brady anymore. So great dual purpose back. I, I you know, with, with Cam Newton now out there in, in New England, I think he'll know how to utilize him the same way Brady did because he comes from a backfield that had Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. So I still think James White has value. I think that he still is somebody that you can get in the fourth fifth round and you're gonna be excited to have him as your flex option um, because he has that ability to really boom um, so I, I think James White is someone that you know if, if you end up getting in the fourth fifth round as, you, as your third option running back you're gonna be pretty excited yeah and then l- lastly to uh, round out my my top 24 I've got Melvin Gordon at number 24. He's got Philip Lindsay though. Philip Lindsay, you know, I I know that they love Philip Lindsay. The Denver Broncos love Philip Lindsay. Yeah, they do. What they are scared of with Philip Lindsay is his size and his ability to stay on the field and not get injured. Um, I know that the Denver Broncos don't want to, you know, make him that that majority shareholder. So that's why they went and got a Melvin Gordon. I'm just wondering what kind of percentage of of carries and workload we're going to see is it going to be a 50 50 backfield is it yeah. going to be melvin gordon you know the main running back and then they bring in you know uh, philip Lindsay on third downs you know that's kind of where i start to to mull over some of these questions in my own head uh but melvin gordon i still think that if you get him in the fourth fifth you know, maybe even later rounds uh, in some leagues, you're, you're going to be excited if he's your third option. He's not going to be, you know, someone that you're going to look at and be like, oh, why do I, why did I pick him in the fifth round as my third running back? He's still going to be a productive running back for you.
0: Yeah, no, nice, nice little end there. Uh, 22, I have uh, Devin Singletary as well. Uh, I think he, he, de- he finished as the fifth best rookie, rookie running back last year, and that was sharing... Uh, a load with Frank Gore. So, he did lead the RBs uh, with targets and receptions. Uh, he he had f- 41 targets, 29 receptions. Now that Frank Gore is gone, uh, will Singletary receive more goal line and red zone touches? That's my biggest thing. Is yeah, he going to receive, or, or are they going to give it to Zach Moss? Mm-hmm. So, we'll see on that one. Uh, number three, uh, I have uh, Raheem moser uh, with SF, uh, I, I think he finished the season very well last year, uh, and I, I think he's gonna surprise a lot of people. I think he's pissed off, and he's gonna run with a chip on his shoulder, hoping that he can get a new contract or uh, get somewhere. Uh, I think he's gonna start the season with RB one, and I think some people may, especially Niner fans, may have him higher up on the board than than I do. But I think the biggest thing that some people need to realize is that the Niners' offense also has Tevin Coleman, uh, which Kyle Shanahan loves Tevin Coleman. Came from Atlanta with him. From so he's, he's definitely going to look to Coleman in the in the pass game. Uh, so Raheem Moser might have to do it on the ground. But from what he did and what how he finished last year, I don't think there's uh, – I, I like him at 23. And then as a Broncos fan, here's my first Broncos running back, Melvin Gordon at 24 as well I just again with Philip Lindsay I think Gordon will get the goal line carries but they're going to kind of split the backfield I think they're going to kind of do a similar thing that the Chargers use Gordon and Eckier with as well and so because of that I, I don't see Gordon being a a top 15 running back this year with having to share that load with Philip Lindsay so uh, you touched it very well that they love him out there and in, in Denver and We'll see what Melvin Gordon can do, but that wraps up our uh, 24, uh, not to, not to really break them down really at all, Brian, cause I know we're running, running pretty high on, on time here, but uh, just, just list off your, your two honorable mentions uh, that yeah. we can discuss further yeah, in another episode.
1: Real quickly, uh, two honorable mentions. I've got Kareem Hunt as one of my honorable mentions. Like I said in Cleveland, I, I, I do feel that he is the superior back in that backfield. So much talent. The guy is just a stud. Uh, He should be the number one handcuffed going into drafts this year. Uh, So if you can get Kareem Hunt later on, because obviously he's the backup running back, he's going to be a great handcuff for your team. Um, Second honorable mention, you just mentioned uh, Raheem Mostert. Now, let me preface this by saying he makes my top 15 if he doesn't request a trade two weeks ago. Yeah, Uh, His camp goes and requests a trade. I don't know if he's going to be on the Niners, and that shapes out a lot of uh, uh, ability for me to project where he's going to be come September. Um, So if he's still on the Niners roster, I still put him up there, um, and and I I would grade him in my top 15 personally. The guy averaged 5.6 yards per carry. What the fuck was Shanahan doing in the Super Bowl? I mean... They lost the Super Bowl because Shanahan stopped giving Moster the ball. Yeah, uh, he was chunking him, and I, I think Moster is a super undervalued player. And I think someone needs to go and tell Shanahan that Coleman isn't the guy; that this is the guy. I mean, he's fast, he's physical, he's got ability to catch out of the backfield. He'll run through your face. Um, so those are my two honorable mentions. I think Moster is is. A, a sleeper at best um i think he's he's a great talent
0: yeah and uh my my two here i got cam Akers as my first honorable mention uh now with todd Gurley gone uh daryl henderson doesn't scare me taking any carries away i think cam Akers is going to be the dude there i think cam Akers is one of the most underrated running backs uh and just all around between running the ball catching pass blocking whatever it is uh, patience seeing the whole everything cam newt or cam Akers has so i think he's gonna get a lot of carries and and jared Goff and that rams offense predicates on having a good run game to open up their play action uh, that is mcveigh's specialty there is to, to have a nice play action game going and cam Akers i think is going to be the one helping them with that and then my other honorable mention is is jonathan taylor and uh, both of these guys, obviously, are, are rookie running backs, and we'll see. But Jonathan Taylor could be the best running back in the draft. Yep. Uh, I, and, I, yeah,
1: that's, that's who I had ranked at number one.
0: So I, I think, obviously, Clyde fit KC's offense better than what a Jonathan Taylor did. But uh, I, I think Jonathan Taylor, with Marlon Mack always kind of getting injured, and with Phillip Rivers like Phillip Rivers his most successful years with winning has always been with them having a good running back. They've had a good running game and, and now Jonathan Taylor can come in and be able to give them that smash mouth football that can open up the pass game for Phillip Rivers. So that is is my uh my honorable mention. And uh right. I know I,
1: that that was some content right there, ooh, man, right? Yeah. I'm I'm I mean, I'm thirsty. <laughs> I I saw you shotgunning beers during my segments over there. I mean, I, you still how you doing?
0: Five <laughs> percent, man. I I I definitely didn't have. I'm used to having those eight breaking percenters. Out the, breaking out I the beer too. <laughs> that, Now with these five percenters, I should have thought about uh making sure next time I'll, I'll have a nice ice chest next
1: to me. Yeah, slam a six pack during the have show. have
0: a six pack because next episode is gonna be a heavy content one as well. So yeah. Hit us with those closing remarks, but
1: yeah. Closing remarks for you guys. Uh, Again, thank you to everybody who continues to listen to us, support us, sharing our, our podcast with other, you know, friends, family members, uh, people that you're playing in leagues with. That's, that's the the biggest uh, you know compliment to us and what we're doing is all of the people that this is getting shared to. We were looking at some of the analytics. We got listeners now listening in the UK, folks. Oh yeah, I mean this is this is great stuff. You know we're we're loving the the audience and and the ability that we are uh, having to, to reach people. So um, again, huge thanks to all of you. Uh, social media, Instagram, YouTube. Follow us at Fantasy Football BS on Twitter at Fantasy F B B S. Um, go find us on any of your major podcast platforms spotify itunes google Podcasts, acast uh, podbean anywhere that you listen to a podcast you'll be able to find us at fantasy football bs Um, stay tuned for our next episode next monday it'll be dropping for our uh, 2020 wide receiver positional rankings Uh, we'll be doing similar to what we did uh, for this episode where we're going to kind of uh, go back and forth with where, where each of us, uh, you know, kind of project some of these guys going. Absolutely. Uh, and again, you know, huge thanks to our sponsors, air care, air care, heating and cooling out there in San Jose. Um, you can reach them at 408-809-7350 or visit them at www.aircareheatandcool.com, uh, doing great things, keeping you guys cool during the summertime.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys. Thank you. See you next episode Absolutely peace out
1: find me I'm a guy t far buy me some live fast I'm a San Jose
0: Shar